ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Peter Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Sometimes I just start these like right in the middle of a giggle fit. Do you think like somebody's listening going, I'm pretty sure Ted and Steve just tickle each other before they start the podcast. You know, I didn't think about that. It sounds like we're tickling each other. And sometimes we just can't share what we're talking about. I also forget that people we work with don't listen to our podcast that often. Why is that? Uh, last week I was having lunch with Ryan Castle. Uh huh. We were talking about you know just BSing, and I was like, well, yeah, like you know, last time I was in here with Migs, and he's like, what are you guys doing? I was like, oh, it's just our annual sleepover. And he goes, excuse me? <laughs> like, All right. I'm so used to me, and you called it that? That you're right. You don't know. That's like, generally men in their 40s don't reference it like, oh, it's our annual sleepover. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell them saying on the air, like, oh, you know, Ted and I had that slumber party. Like, what are we doing? We're burning each other. We're freezing each other's bras in the freezer, too? <laughs> So you see me, you're two guys in your 40s and you sleep over together? Yes. Also, one year we went to Dick's first and we were like, oh, let's put these milkshakes oh. in the freezer so we can eat them. And then we forgot about them. That was, that was such a devastating thing. Yeah, we go to Dick's. What did we get? Like, we got a bunch of fries and burgers. We're having the best time. We're like, oh, you know what? I'm not in the mood right now for this uh, the shake. Yeah. We'll have it later at like midnight. It's going to be amazing. Never even, we were so wasted, we didn't even put two and two together that you put something in the freezer, it will freeze. And I think that was a pandemic year, so we never left my place, we just were messing with people on Zoom. Yes. They were like, I'm fine, I think it was like around midnight, I'm like, Ted, kind of feeling like having that shake right now. (laughs) Go in there, and it's as hard as a rock, (laughs) with a straw. We're like, shine. our teeth. (laughs) No luck. I think we put it in the refrigerator and forgot about it until the next day. Right, because did we try to eat them? I can't remember if we actually ate them the next day or not. I, I think I might have had like a sip, and I'm like, yeah, it's 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 ruined. Yeah, it's run its course. I think we debated microwaving it. But well, I don't have a, I don't have a microwave. That's right. That's why we didn't. That's why we didn't. Yeah, that's what it was. I think we might have even had a conversation about putting it in the air fryer. <laughs> that would have been a disaster. <laughs> that's why we didn't microwave it. I got to say, I still I got to get a microwave. Ah, you gotten this far without one. The new I place have. doesn't have one. No, uh, I I just want to buy one just for simple stuff. Yeah, if when, for I mean I don't know even just those steam packs of vegetables and stuff. Dude, I'm a, sometimes I'm like I wish I could just microwave this. I'm a fan of that. Like it's like the 90 second bowl of rice. Like, oh just yeah, a, a one. It's like a bowl of just plain white rice. Yeah, the minute rice or whatever. Yeah, and it's, and it's already in like a little bowl. I used to use them all the time. And it, honestly, I, I like the taste of them better than the ones we cook in the rice cooker. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, just give it a little thing, and then boom, throw like something on top of it, and get whatever and rice. <laughs> whatever and rice. Whatever and rice. We'd be a great cooking show. <laughs> whatever and rice. Whatever and rice. Or a podcast with Jerry Rice. <laughs> oh my God, right? I don't know if you'd want to do a podcast with us. Have we reached a point, because we're doing a podcast, there's so many podcasts. There are a lot of podcasts. Yeah. I get overwhelmed, like sometimes, I, I used to listen to so many wrestling podcasts. And I don't know what happens, but after a while, like, I hopefully it doesn't happen with ours, but like, I get kind of like, enough. You know, like, sometimes they argue over the dumbest stuff or they're like going on like these crazy rants. And I'm like, ah. Well, it's like college football. There's so many of them that mm-hmm. after a while, I was like, all right. Like, Pat Forty, I haven't listened to his in a while. I like, think he still does one. But like, I was just like, all right, these are the two I'm going to listen to. Yep. Yeah. Because it is, because there is some of them are still really good. And some of them, like, especially for college football, 
Like there was one I used to listen to on like Friday afternoon, and it would break down every big game going on, and then they would just run through the conferences and be like, "Here's this matchup. Here's what we're picking." Do you have like an A number one podcast that you always listen to? Other than the Mega Cast or the podcast, I mean, I get, does does McAfee count as a podcast because he does a show on the internet every day? I would say so. Because all like right, bust, probably Pat McAfee because like Busted Open's like a podcast that I'll listen to uh, for wrestling. And, all right, but they're a serious radio show, and they take forty minutes of that serious radio show. It's like a three hour morning show on wrestling every day, and they turn it into a forty minute podcast every day. All right, so I'd say like that one's probably like. You know, it used to be that used to be one I'd listen to every day, but now it's like I'll look at the description. I'm like, I'm not in the mood to listen to this. The one I loved, I listen to every week. They just canceled it. Oh, really? It was uh, the FTR podcast with Dax Harwood. He's a wrestler. He used to be in the revival. We saw them wrestle over at, right. uh, at when they were part of NXT, and so he did a podcast, and he's now part of uh, AEW. Him and his partner, but he does a podcast with like a podcast guy, uh, this guy Matt. And it was awesome because you get a little peek inside of his brain. He's very passionate about wrestling. For as a wrestler, like it's nice to hear his psychology because I kind of like wrestling wise, he's my favorite guy to watch because of like he he really does still focus on trying to make things look realistic and it's not always looking choreographed and stuff. And I loved it. But sometimes he'd be a little honest about his opinion on how things are going in the current climate of wrestling, including the company that he works at. Yeah. And they said it's not like the company shut it down, but I think he was getting sick of any kind of like hey, I heard your podcast kind of thing. He's like, you know, we never meant for this podcast to ruffle feathers. All right. Sometimes we see he said stuff, and if you listen to the podcast, it's it's rather innocent, harmless stuff. But when you take one line from that that little, like, you know, five-minute diatribe that he just did, and you take one part and you put it up as, like, a headline on some wrestling news site, it sounds very slant, like, not slanderous, but it sounds very insulting to someone. Yeah. So I think he got to that point where last last week the episode was just like, I feel like we're making the wrestling community worse by doing this podcast because we're pissing people off, we're ruffling too many feathers, and we're just done. Well, it's like with the comedians. Yeah. Like, two bears, one cave. Mm-hmm. I've always liked that one. But then, like, I don't know, like, Theo Vaughn has a good one. Like, yep. there's just, there's so many of them. So, and some of them are really good. And I listen to a lot of sport, like, local sports talk uh, podcasts. If I, like, All right. especially getting close to the draft, I'm, like, kind of curious, like, to see what they're thinking. So, like, I'll listen to some of the ones, like, on 710 or even on KJR as well. And then also if they're talking like hockey, if they're talking Kraken, yep. like right after that big Kraken win, I'm sure we'll talk more about that during sports, but oh yeah, man, the next day I was like, I need to, I need to hear people <laughs> talk about it. And I got kind of pissed though. I put on the radio while I was like live and I'm like, there's no mention of this team. What is going on? They just won a huge game in overtime. How are you not talking about this every moment of the, I wanted to talk about it all four hours on our show. It, it is tough, but it's Seahawk. I mean, everything's football first. It is. Yeah. It is. It's it's tough, dude, because I always get annoyed with like college football. Mm-hmm. But I know a few we both know a few people at the sports stations here and somebody just finally told me they're like, Look, dude, they're like, I love college football. I might like it more than you do. But they were like, It just doesn't get the ratings. And that's all and they're matters. like, We could talk about it like in the fall, especially when the Huskies are doing good or the Cougs are doing good. But they were like, Man, if you don't live in the South, like you're just it's just not as big, right? Right. Even though, like these, both of those franchi- franchises, both of those colleges have very strong alumni ties. But correct, everybody wants to. Yeah, you know, I'm guilty of it too. Like, if I tune in, I kind of want to hear what's going on in the world of the Seahawks. But it's so, like, all right. So, not to just derail this podcast, but how are we derailing a podcast that's always derailed? Yeah, good point. Yeah, that's one issue I do have with the NFL, and I'm guilty of it too. But it's like that's you're in the fall. 
right? Because yeah. I like I know some English people that don't watch soccer anymore because they got annoyed with the fact that like people didn't care about rugby as much or cricket. It just became obsession with with English football it's all year the round. time, and it's year round. Right, so and credit to the NFL, they do a good job, right? <clears throat> they got everybody all fired up about the draft. People give it, mm, almost cursed, give, give a crap hard. about the combine. Yeah. Like me and my buddy Alex, we used to watch the combine, but we were nerds, <laughs> like sports nerds. <laughs> yeah. But now all the regular nerds and regular people are watching, like they're all fired up all year round. Oh, dude, I was dying. Someone was talking about like the draft, and they're like, I think we should go with this guy. This guy's a no brainer. And that his co host was just like, Well, have you ever seen him play? No. And they're like, wait, so you're saying that's the guy that the Seahawks should pick, even though you've never seen him play? He's like, yeah, but that's I, I've just heard a lot of people say he's really good, so I believe them. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm guilty of that. I'm that's why you'll never hear me say this. I'm so mad the Seahawks didn't go with like Richardson or this guy or that guy because like I don't know anything other than what I read or hear other sports people talk about. I have not seen, and you're a college football guy, so I definitely think you probably have, and you can speak with confidence about some of these guys. I have no idea anything about these players as far as how they are on the field, other than what I've read. Yeah, I mean, look, the the kid from Alabama obviously had a great college career, same with Ohio State. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to talk quarterbacks? I like Hooker out of, uh, yeah, out of Tennessee. But I also watched four Tennessee games this year. Right. Like, I've seen him play. You haven't seen every football game by every player. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, look, the guy from, from Georgia, that big D tackle, he's got some questionable stuff. Yeah, he's that seems his, to be the guy that everyone talks about. He's just a beast, Steve. And they say, like, if you could get his his his, his mentals right, and it's, it's he's an unstoppable force. Correct. I'm scared to take quarterbacks that early. Yeah. Honestly, you have Geno. Like, I don't think you need to. I think there's quarterbacks you can get in the third round. Yeah, Locke as well. We don't need any quarterbacks. Yeah, but in a guy like that, I also think you're picking in the top 10 or 15. Like, the rest of the round, first round, you do some more scouting and stuff. But at that point, like, it's still football. You still got to hit. Get a giant physical man that looks like a football player. Yes. You know, this is one time where it's like, yeah, he, he looks like the part. He dominates offensive linemen. You're right. He's gotten in some trouble with the law. It's a terrible thing. He was a little out of shape. Like, also, he weighs 300 some pounds. Right. Like him gaining and losing 10 pounds, he probably does in like two days. He's going he's gonna to live in the state-of-the-art facility known as the VMAC or the Virginia Mason Athletic Center, whatever it's called. He's not going to have a hard time getting that all dialed in. He's going to have nutritionists. He's going to have Pete Carroll, who could, I think, brainwash any young college football player into buying into his program. He'll have yeah. Bobby Wagner, have a, 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 you know, a guy who's well-respected. I'm okay with a guy who's not maybe not fully I wouldn't let him mature. drive. I'd take his driver's license. Yeah. You know what? He's going to have <laughs> enough money to have somebody drive for him. Yeah. We'll give, look, we'll, we'll give you a personal Uber. You know, so, yeah, I mean, I was Drew still, Locke, what are you doing? You're not quarterback in this Locke. weekend. Yeah, pick him up and bring him to practice. Yeah, Drew. Yeah. I, but I would draft that guy. That's the guy that I, I, I get most excited about because it just everybody says minus the stuff you you talked about. On the field, he's an unstoppable once-in-a-generation type of a – not maybe once-in-a-generation, but once in several years you're going to have a guy of that kind of quality in the draft. Correct. And hey, with I'm, the Seahawks, like you changed the scheme last year. <clears throat> you need those studs Yeah, on the, on the D-line. So. Oh, yeah. But yeah, see, the NFL, they've done a good job. Now we're talking about Here we are. the goddamn draft. They they sucked us in, and we're not even required to talk about football 80% of the time when we're on the air. I will say this before the TED Talk. I do defend sports radio personalities, though, because people are like, I wish they'd talk about this and that. And it's like, look, they would like to. And also, like, people go, can you believe they asked that dumb question? It's like, well, they have to. Yes. That's their job. They, yes. They got to fill, what, three, four hours, like, 
They got to do this stuff. And we'd be hypocrites. If I'm like, all they ever want to do is talk about the Seahawks. And then people could just look at us like, all you ever do is want to play music by Nirvana. Like, Right, exactly. We, you, you, good call. You do whatever it takes to keep as many people to listen. It's at the end of the day, we're paying bills. We're making money. And if you could sprinkle in other stuff in there, uh, an Aaron Jones song or a little talk about the Kraken, and it doesn't hurt the ratings, of course you're going to do that. But you I can't started get in sports radio, right? Yeah. I was I was an you intern for it. Thrill on a sports station. Like We had a five-hour show. Steve, that was a long show. A lot to talk about. Five hours, dude. Yeah. And it's not like a national talk show, right? No. So you got to find a... five hours of local sports to talk about. And it was a crappy signal. <laughs> This is inspired by the Seattle Kraken. You know what? Anything is possible. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, look, they shouldn't be doing this well. Second year, they are. Right? Look at the Seahawks last year. They're supposed to suck. I didn't think they'd win six games. Knew they wouldn't. Did they end up winning 12? No, they didn't. No, 11. Yeah, right. 10? 10. Right. Either 10, way, though. Like, like that. It was still a good season. Stuff can change around. Stuff's possible. And then uh, I would say bad times, or as Steve Miggs might say from wrestling, hard times aren't going to last. No, no. <laughs> hard people do. Hard pe- And dude, none harder than your boy, Steve Miggs, I tell you. Oh. Do you know there's a wrestler that now goes by rock hard? Does he really? Remember we joked about that? Yeah. And I was going to say, I'm rock hard, Steve Miggs. Juice Robinson, who's now doing stuff of all the wrestling. He's in part of New Japan, part of the Bullet Club. Awesome wrestler. Great on the mic. Rock hard. His nickname is Rock Hard Juice Robinson. And when you see him wrestle and you see his character, you're like, makes sense. Also, emotional week. Lost our check marks. I know. It was tough. It was. I've never been blown up more about a stupid check mark because I built my entire wrestling persona. Oh, I know. Yours is, I was just sad. Like, I'm just being honest. I was sad firstly, but yeah, the verified champ. I doesn't have a verification. I mean, I still, we still got Instagram and we still got uh, Facebook. Yeah. But but that's, you know, it's all about Twitter. And I was like, what do I do? I actually had this thought for a second. Like, do I pay like the 11 bucks a month? I'm like, no. And then I was like, so I cut that promo. Where it was like me pretending I was being interviewed by TMZ. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? The funny part is I put that video. It's on my, on my Twitter. At I'm Steve Makes. You can find it. And I thought it was very obvious that it's not a real TMZ piece. I'm like, you know, everyone's asking me about well, it. It was done well, though. It was fun. I put the, pro, the, the, I put the little intro on there. I put their little logo on there. You know, I made it look as good as possible. I had people going, dude, that's crazy that TMZ caught up with you about it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. I wish I sold something. I'd sell it to you easy. Right? <laughs> you know? I was like, that was amazing. Yeah, man. I, I, I like, it was funny at first. I was like watching, like, look at all these celebrity crybabies, just bitching and bitching about it. And then a couple started posting stuff. They're like, you don't understand. Like, I'm worried that people are going to now steal my identity and try and like screw my fans over for money or sell something to them or get information. And I'm like, yeah, that is kind of a, a dumb thing. And I think that it's kind of careless to not let, public personas have some kind of way to prove that they're truly that person so that other people can't steal Correct. Their, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Elon. Uh, you know that better than anybody after last week. Dude, right now we are still dealing with people who are pretending to be the BJ and Miggs Facebook page. Yeah. And and look, if, if anybody hits you up saying you won a prize from BJ and Miggs and is asking for your personal information, I don't even care if they're asking for your phone number. Doubt it. Because it's probably a scam. But somebody, I had multiple people go, hey, um, there's a, did I win a contest because I got this message? I'm like, well, first of all, you're messaging us on the another page, the page that's actually legitimate. That should be your first sign. Like, why would we be reaching out to you on like some dummy account? 
that doesn't even have it spelled right or, or you know, whatever. And then they're like, oh, no, I gave them my credit card info. And I'm like, <sighs> I don't mean to kick a person when they're down, but I'm also like, why would you give somebody your credit card information if you won a prize? Right, you got you got to you got to call and cancel that card right now. I know, and I felt terrible, and like I, I was torn because I wanted to be like, I'm sorry that happened, but I also I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong, so I'm not sorry. I feel bad, but like you know, some of them got a little like kind of like snippy with us, like as if like we did this. I'm like, dude, we have no control of this. Like, well, you should get it shut down. I'm like. Do you not think we're trying? We hit up Facebook almost every day and they just, they've determined that these pages are fine. Right. So that's the thing with Twitter is number one, it ver- it verified that like somebody might try to impersonate you, but also like, like I, I don't understand now when people are like all these celebrities, like how this is political is beyond me. Everything's political, Ted. What are but you talking about? I know about? it's like celebrity crybabies and this and that. It's like, okay, so you have 50 followers and you have a check mark, but you're, it's, it means nothing. Nobody's trying to impersonate you. Like, why, why do you have it? Like, what? you wanted it because the, the celebrities had it. Yes. But now status. they don't have it, and you have one. What did you effing accomplish? Nothing. And I said this on the men's room. I go, I go, Mike, you work auctions, right? And he's like, yeah. I go, sometimes NFL players fall on hard times. You hate to see it, but I bet NFL championship rings, Steve farted, that have gone works. up for auction. I said, I could bid on that. I could pay whatever money. I can own the ring. What it doesn't make me is a Super Bowl champion. (laughs) And that's what this, I'm just like, I don't get it. I also don't understand people fanboying over goddamn Elon Musk. Like, what? he overpaid for it. Now he's trying to make his money back. Right. He's made terrible choices with it. Like, he's bought all the companies. Like, yes, his father was like, yeah, I own a diamond mine or whatever. Like, I, I just don't fathom it. People are so worked up. It's like, oh, celebrities and owning the libs. Like, uh, uh, good job. Well, because he, he, he completely, like, kind of catered to that mindset by saying, yeah. oh, I'm bringing back all the free speech on Twitter. And then, oh, no, you're just allowing trolls to have like ability to be worse trolls. But good on you, Elon. Correct. It's kind of crazy. It's insanity. Yeah. And it's screwing up my wrestling gimmick. Which yeah, is the most important part of it, and all. I like that. So, like, don't get it. Don't get me wrong. I liked having that check mark. All right, I showed people all the time. I was showing it off in Scottsdale. <laughs> like, so don't get me wrong. It is personal to me too. But also, I'm just like, I, I just, I don't understand the point. And does he think enough people are gonna like pay for it? It's funny you say that because I've had a few times where I've been somewhere and they're like, "Well, what's your Instagram? Like, uh, uh, radio conventions or even yeah. just like we're at wrestling." And they go, oh, "What's your Instagram? I'll follow you." I, I tell them and they, they look at my thing and they're like, "Oh, you're verified." And I'm like. Yeah, of course. In my head, I'm like, yeah. what a weird mindset we all live in. Like, that's almost like saying, like, you drop in like your bank statement, and it shows that you have like a million dollars in your bank account. Correct. Oh, you're you're wealthy. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I've used it to hit on chicks. I've used it to impress my niece and nephew when they were younger. They're like, well, Uncle Ted's verified. It's <laughs> verified, the Ted Smith. Yeah. You need a verified championship. <laughs> so today I go to Vancouver and wrestle for a big Pacific Cup tournament for All-Star Wrestling in Vancouver. Did you make for- weight? I did. I was good. I was just under 205. I didn't care. No conversation I don't know. I still like it. the idea of you in the sauna and the sauna suit just feel like, God damn it, I got to cut seven right pounds around. in 24 why, hours. Why is he running around the building feverishly? I don't know. That's how he gets warmed up for his show. I'm like, I think I'm at 205. I think I'm at 205. So I go there. I'm anticipating I'm going to wrestle a match. You know, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. I didn't realize I'm going to the finals. So oh, you're I, already in. You're so, in and you're overweight. This I, uh, one, you know what wrestling is fake, Steve? It is so fake. It's so fake is all fake. So I end up winning all my matches. All right. Make it to the final. I end up having three matches that night. 
No kidding. Yeah, dude. It was so much fun. Like, And, and right off the get-go, they did a press conference. All and right. I'm like, I looked at the guy, I'm like, press conference? Like, yeah, it's just people show up early to our events, and so we wanted to do something fun for them. And also, we're trying to really hype up this Pacific Cup tournament because it's been gone for a few years, and we're bringing it back. So I was like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I think it's a cool, different idea. But I was like, how? he's like, there's actual reporters here for it. And then fans, and then a couple people like that are quote unquote reporters just to make All it right. fun. I was like, so do you want me to come out like as in character? They're like, oh yeah, 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 definitely. I'm like, okay, cool. So I get put it on glasses. thick. I come out and I'm just a jackass, just like going off about the only thing I'm pissed off right now. I lost my blue check mark. I don't plan on losing today. Did you rip on Canada? Uh, I know. I just told them I'm taking their their Canadian trophy. I'm come. I'm gonna. When Custom says, "Do you have anything to claim?" I'm like, "Yes, the hearts, the souls, and the disappointment of all the Canadians and this trophy." Yeah. They start booing. I'm like, at some point, I was like, they like talk about your opponents. I'm like a wise man once said, and I took this long break. I'm like, can't remember who that wise man was. I'm like, oh yeah. It was Steve Miggs. Me, I'm the wise man. <laughs> they start booing like crazy. I get the, the bookers in tears afterwards. He kept going up to me. He goes, a wise man once said, huh? And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know. I was like, I didn't even plan on saying that. It just That's came a good out. line. It was super fun. Dude, so like right before I even wrestled, I already had this room of people hating me in a right. wrestling way, of course. So <clears throat> yeah. come out for the match. Because that's always the biggest fear is like you come out, nobody knows who you are. They don't care. They don't either care. They don't know if they should cheer or boo you. I do a pretty good job the moment I come out to have the persona of I don't like you from how I look at people. I'm not like yelling at people and flipping them off. But like I just I walk in like I think I'm like Ric Flair. But I'm like this bald version of him. You know what I mean? Like just really stoic. And oh, you're smug. an a-hole. Yeah, giant a-hole. Yeah. And they were there from the get-go booing nice. me. All this, each match, they boo me more. It was great. These kids are hating me. An old woman's holding a sign that says a-hole and cursing me out. I'm trying to get her kicked out because she's cursing in front of kids. The kids, I'm looking at like, I'm sorry for this woman's actions. Then the dad gives a kid a tap and they flip me off. I'm like, okay, this is just one of those kind of towns. Okay, I got you. Should have told her, if you're going to curse me out, you better do it in French, too, with your stupid rules, Canada. I like it. Next time I'll say that. Yeah. They want me back. You should learn to say, like, F you, Canada, in French. S'il vous plaît. F you. Right? Meanwhile, these kids are all heckling me. And it's like, kids, it's fun. One kid all of a sudden looks at me and goes, well, I'm in the middle of my match. I got a guy in, like, a headlock. And I'm, like, yelling back at them. And he goes, you're fat. Oh, I'm Jesus. Like, and it's like, stop me for a second. And I'm like. Well, you think I'm fat? No, like, I got a little bit of a gut, but not like it's. I feel like I'm I'm slim with this this gear on. Like, and then he just starts chanting it. Now all of his little kid friends are all chanting, "You're fat, you're fat." And I'm like, "What is this? Is pissing me off?" Because uh, I'm like, I want to be like, "No, you're fat, kid." And I'm like, "I can't do that." Like, you know, I mean, they're kids; they don't have many insults. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, now I'm in this dilemma. I'm like giving this guy a headlock, and I'm like, so like, what is a good insult to a kid? I'm like, shut up. At one point, I finally go, oh, you're lucky I'm not your father. You'd learn a thing or two about respect. And I'm like, what? Well, that doesn't even, that's kind of threatening. Like, I don't even know I what don't, to say. You know what? That's t- How old were they? Like 10? Maybe 9 or 10. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'd scream at a 9-year-old. I don't know. At one, one point, I, I shove in their face, their signs in my face, and I'm like, uh, do I rip it? I don't want to rip like uh, kid, the kid. The kids made the sign. So I grab the sign and I'm looking at them and I'm like, I'm gonna rip it. And I'm gonna rip it. And I'm like, no, they, they look. I'm like, and I just drop it. And I'm like, okay, I gave the illusion I'm gonna rip it, but I walked away and I was the bigger man. 
That's a tough one. So tough. you've been working so hard. You're right in the gym and stuff. I bet when that kid just said, you're fat. You're right. You're probably like, I mean, that's a split second. It's like, Jesus, man. thought I've been doing good. It kind of wrecked me for yeah. a second. Like, for a second, I'm like, I'm looking at myself like, I mean, I mean, no, I feel like I got, I didn't eat a lot today. I, yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe some water weight. I was drinking some water. I, I, I was like, I don't know what to say about this. Shouldn't like, have had that muffin. I, I shouldn't have had the muffin. That was the problem. That the muffins at that coffee place right by there were delicious and they I'm, were big. I'm two oh five, kid. Yeah, kid. I just I can't wait. I can't wait for this. Hate you. I hate you, child. I mean, I'm now trying to think. Like because he, if I knew a nine or ten year old knew what they were into, I could insult them. Yeah. But that's tough. That's just a random kid. I, I, I don't know the context. Like I don't know what to say to this kid. Like your hair is stupid. I did say that to one nineteen. He was booming. I'm like, you have stupid hair because he had like frosted tips. All right. Like, nice frosted tips, dummy. And he goes, you wish you had hair. And I was like, if I had hair like that, I'd wish I was bald. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm yelling at people the entire time. Like, I'm, uh, while I'm in the middle of doing moves, I'm yelling back at people. Oh, my, yeah, buddy like they're, they're, my buddies are wrestlers. Like, dude, that was so much fun. Like, it was like a, it was like a, like an improv show of me against the fans as I'm still trying to wrestle somebody. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could have yelled at him they can't get on roller coasters. Yeah. <laughs> more- hey, you know what? Next time, just go for the juggler. If a kid ever says, you're like, adopted. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was going to say. That's it right there. <laughs> you're adopted. <laughs> I love that we both know that. <laughs> we didn't even practice that. I just said jugular. It's like, you're adopted. That was the biggest insult when you were a kid. Yeah. Agony of defeat. Silly. This is the Ted Smiths Wide World of Sports. Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great popcorn. When you think about it, really, how that you have two loving people that brought you into their home, but that's an insult. But when we were kids, being adopted was such a like a taboo thing. Oh, I'd you'd say, I'd say it to my siblings. Yes. <laughs> it's like, obviously we're not adopted, but like <laughs> we look exactly the same. No. You are adopted. You're definitely adopted, they, dude. They just found a kid that looked like us. <laughs> well, the problem is that goes one or two ways. Either the, the, the dad thinks it's funny or like that kid is adopted. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we ever said it to a kid that really was adopted. Oh, no. I don't I don't know. You're right. But as a kid, that's like, yeah, that is a weird insult. But, you know, a kid can't fathom that the parents love them and adopted them. I mean, credit to people that actually adopt kids. That's almost more than having a kid. Like, yes. Oh, you went out and adopted a kid. And you went Damn. through all of that. It's not easy to do that. And that, uh, that the amount of love you have for somebody that, you know, you know, you, 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 you met and yeah. wasn't born from. Uh, that's incredible. And here <laughs> we are being like, you're adopted. Hey, he called you fat. He did. He deserved it. Yeah. And he cried himself to sleep at the orphanage. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm being mean. I don't have a character that's an a-hole. I'm just being an a-hole. Next time I'm going, you're coming with me. You're my manager. Right. Your job is just to yell at people that yell at me. Right. Just trash them. Just cut oh. them all down. <laughs> uh, Migs, where's your manager? Like, he's at the he's at the tavern next door getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> like, he can't drink when he's in here. Oh, don't worry. He'll be browned out, but he will be ready don't to worry. go. He's, this crowd doesn't know what's about to hit them. Right. It's verified Steve Miggs with Hurricane Smitty. Right. <laughs>
Steve, you're fat. I had sex with your mom. <laughs> no condom. <laughs> About to have another brother. <laughs> you know what London Bridge is, kid? Ask your mother, because Miggs and I were there. Yeah. I like getting a fight in Canada. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, speaking of Canada, how about that crack in hockey? Woo! <laughs> Dad, I got to go to the game. I know. I'm jealous. I sat in the press box. Did you? Yes. I, I, put, right. I put in a media. I got a media pass. Excellent. You know, I don't usually do that because I'd rather just buy tickets. And, yeah. And I, I like being But it was impossible crowd. to get tickets. Couldn't get tickets even like, uh, under $300. I was like, I just can't afford it right now, especially when I made a certain purchase for a certain goalie gear. That was a lot of money. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be I'm to- shocked on Monday you could even get them for 300 Yes. Right, because I, I saw Saturday. It they was dipped like down five, to like 170 for uh for Monday night. On did the they? Day, like, like an hour or two leading up to it, which was still right, way out have, of my price range. I was going to say, but you'd have to roll the dice and wait right before the puck yeah. dropped. Because yeah. right, we were messing around Friday night. We were like, it's for the hell of it. Let's look at prices. And I was like, oh, God, no. Yeah, I want to go to this Friday, but that's ugh, no way. But dude, the press box, it was amazing. Because you got to like experience everything from a, a bird's eye view. All right. I was sitting right behind, right in front of uh, Everett Fitzhugh, the radio announcer, and Dave right. Thompson met them. They were awesome. And so I almost could, when, when the crowd wasn't loud, which was rare, but when the crowd wasn't loud, I could hear them doing the play-by-play. So I That's got, like, pretty cool. It was kind of cool, like live play-by-play while you're watching the game. Oh, it was amazing, Ted. Yeah. And I mean, like, from my point of view, like, it was just fun having, like, an exciting playoff hockey game in our hometown. And it was a Monday night. I was like, this is great. It went late, though. That was a long game. Well, dude, that second period, there was like a dust up after every stop. Even, I forget, who's the TV announcers? Oh, uh, John Forslund, Eddie Olchuk, and JT. And JT, right. So Forslund was even like, I I don't know, like they need to. They need to drop this puck and like get like get play moving. Like it was it was taking a while. Dude, we went we the third period hadn't started. It started around the time that the games usually end, like nine thirty ish. All right, that makes me feel better because for a minute I was sitting on my couch like right. I was kind of tired. I'm like, am I losing my mind? I'm no. like, no, this game's running long. It took forever. I you know I'm like, God, I got to get to bed. I'm I'm still hurting from it to be honest with you because then I go to overtime and I'm just like my a few of my buddies are like, are you gonna stay? I'm like, damn straight, I'm gonna stay. And even Danny texted me, goes, what if it keeps going? I'm like, well, I'm just going to go straight to work. I even texted Sid. I'm like, if this goes into multiple overtimes, don't freak out if you don't see me in bed next to you when you wake up because I'll just go to work. Luckily, That's not a bad call. Luckily, that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, and like, look, you can leave. Like, like I'm guilty of leaving sporting events early. But a playoff game in hockey, you, you got to stay for that one. No, yeah, look, I'd be mad if Colorado scored. I'm like, I can't believe I stuck around until 1030. But when they scored, and you know, in the press box, you know, you you can't. You're not supposed to really cheer. You don't wear gear. You don't like. So I go in. I'm wearing. I'm very. I had, like, I had this Kraken shirt. I bought it at the game. And I put it under my my sweater because I'm like right. I, I want to wear a Kraken. I had a Kraken lanyard. That was about right. as much. But you know when they scored, I'm like yeah. Like while the game's going on, I'm talking at myself like come on boys, let's go, let's go. Like you know, but still playing it cool. When they scored that overtime goal, I forgot I was in the press box. Really? I jumped up. I go F yeah. Ah! I look around. The guy next to me not standing. I saw like Aaron Levine stood up. A couple guys did stand up. I was like, nice. dude, I don't care. They just scored in overtime. This game has been an emotional roller coaster. The press box is so weird. When we worked at that station in Baltimore, right? We did an evening five-hour talk show. So when the Orioles were on, somebody from the station would be down. And the the writer, like, so afterwards, like, he would have to do a radio hit, but it was the writer's room. Mm-hmm. I remember our one buddy, like, he's live on the radio. And finally, you just you just hear him be like, hang on. 
why don't you guys just shut? Just do your job. Just write your article. Because they would get so pissy that it was, and it's like, look, he's got to do a two-minute radio hit. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. Relax. Yeah, the it's press like, box is odd. And so it's almost like certain people in the media, once they get up there, they act like they they become like these like rules Nazis. And why? Yeah. Like, why, what does it matter? If I mean, I get if you're calling like. I, it's just so weird. You're right. It's one of the, it's like, and I, if people don't know this, it's like an unwritten rule that you're not supposed to physically cheer much in the press box. No, not, not clap, no nothing, don't wear any gear. Like you're just yeah. there to watch and report. And I, and I get it. Like you don't want to distract the actual announcers and the, there's scouts up there too. I understand you sure. got to act like you've been there. And, but dude, I couldn't help it. That was, yeah. a, without a doubt, my wife was like, well, how was the game? It was worth staying there late. I'm like, yes, it was. It was the greatest hockey game I've ever been to because of just how it was yep. a playoff game and how it ended. Like I, I I'm, I'm so happy I went to that game. Yeah. And I went by myself. I didn't even care. Yeah. Why not? Although I met like there's a guy who writes like a podcast and does like some stuff. This guy, Rick Judd, he's awesome dude. And so I ended up hanging with him a bunch. Like we were sitting far apart from each other, but in between periods we'd get together and be like, Oh, what the hell? Yeah. You know, like just like kind of having some fun talking about press it. Press box Migs still get a pretzel. You know what? I was gonna, but they had, you know how like in a hotel you have those cereal dispensers? Yeah. That dispen- they had a row of dispensers of all different types of snacks. Ooh, like so nuts? Sour Patch Kids. Ooh. Nuts. Nice. Reese's Pieces. Mm. Pretzels. What kind of nuts? Um, like, was it a medley or medley. was it just peanuts? No. Medley. Honey they went all, they different went all kinds. out. Nice. And each one had different types of nuts. Ooh. And there were like these other nuts that were mixed with the pretzels. There was a nuts palooza. It was nice. insane. So I got like multiple cups of those nuts and pretzels and stuff like that. I was like, I ate more than, I ate probably the equivalent of a giant soft pretzel. So I should probably be good. And then they brought up like, because they have food earlier for the, so they brought up like the, the green beans and asparagus and like a steak. Oh, so it was like actual food. Salmon. All oh, right. dude, it was insane. The, the cupcakes. They brought cupcakes and macaroons or macarons, whatever the ones are. Macarons? <laughs> I don't know what the hell they are. French macarons. That's what I always say. The ones that look like little sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. The best ones. Oh, my gosh, dude. They had everything there. It I was also awesome. like how pumped me and you are. I'm like, wait a minute. All those nuts and Sour Patch Kids? Like, it sounds like, I need that in my house. Like, oh. watching sports, just walk over and dispense a little nut. Have it was a great. Snack. Turn, turn, turn. All yeah. of a sudden, boom. Although the, the, the Reese's Pieces was a little giving. I made one little turn, and out came like an entire cup's worth of Reese's Pieces. I you like, got to eat them at that point, Steve. I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> nothing you can do. These, these are the rules, my man. These are the rules. These are the rules. You know, I have to be quiet. I can't cheer. And you got to eat all the Reese's Pieces that they give you. It's just how it is. Although I was bummed on Saturday night, you know what? They gave gift bags to all the media that showed up for the very first ever Seattle Kraken playoff game. And in the gift That's bags, a, I guess a really nice bottle of Kraken rum. Mm. Mm. I got a rally towel. That was cool. That's nice. Oh, it was awesome, dude. Everything about it was great. The game was awesome. Tonight, it's game, game number five. Right. Game right? five down yeah. in Colorado. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And then, right, Friday night back here. That place is going to be electric on Friday. It was electric Monday. I can't even imagine what it'll be like on Friday, especially if they win tonight. If they Right, if they win tonight, like they, which I think they need to do. I do, too. I don't think you want to go seven games. Okay, that's my, like, look, I know they just won the last one. Winning three in a row is tough, but I'm like, I, I just, the fear of, and I could be wrong, but I'm just like, ooh, I don't know that you want to go play a game seven in their home with a defending champ. Without your star player, which yeah. granted, like, you know, they play well without him. Granted, small sample, but they were, they're three and oh in the regular season without McCann. Sucks that he's not there. I thought it was a dirty hit. I'm not happy about that. It was. Yeah. It, it's crazy that people are trying to argue that it wasn't. 
but whatever, you know, you got you, you got you got to come. You got to win t- tonight, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yep. I mean, like this is crazy turn. It easily could have been a sweat for either team. Like both teams have played so well to win all these games. Yeah, and is this the start of a rivalry? I, I think it is now. Dude, That's what it feels like. Every time that uh, M- McCarr touched the puck, it was deafening how was loud it? it was. The booze. All right, it was amazing. Sorry. No, I just had a check. I was like, I don't, I don't know my watch. I'm like, oh, yeah. damn it. Yeah, we're running late. Sorry. All right, well, go cracking. Go cracking. Sorry, I got excited. No, no, no. No worries. No worries. Fine. Yeah, we were chatting. Yeah, it happens. Tickle fight. <laughs> you want to go back and tickle again? Are we here next week? What is next week? I don't know. Are you Are you here? I think so. All right, I think I'll be here. Okay, what else do I got to do? I got to work, right? Let's see. Yeah, I got some trips coming up, Maybe but I, I don't think I have a Wednesday off for uh, months. Joe's not working next week. Uh, so, but we'll still do the podcast. Oh, <laughs> kidding! <laughs> kidding! <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. Go Kraken! Go Mariners! Yeah, I didn't get to the Mariners. They're uh, Kalinick's on fire. Awesome! Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Oh, it's Kalinick. Kalinick. Sorry, I learned that because I heard someone today, and they, apparently, like, even though it's spelled like it would be Kalinick, it's just two syllables. All right. Also, I got to say, credit to the NBA playoffs. I, I've been watching them. I haven't. Yeah. Like I was like, damn! Like it, same thing. Hockey ups the intensity. NBA just. It, I don't really watch a ton of regular season, but playoffs. I'm like, all right, I'll watch this. Although Charles Barkley, you see him at one point, he goes, "Oh, this game's boring." I was watching the hockey game during the breaks. <laughs> I was like, "I love you, Charles Barkley." So that's, that's what amazing. I was doing Monday when they would go to a intermission. I would start watching the Lakers game. <laughs> and oh. go Seahawks, man! Big draft tomorrow. Big draft tomorrow. I can't believe the draft's tomorrow. It's it's weird. Well, uh, we have hockey. It's not a top of mind anymore. No, it's it's this is a weird world that we're in right now in Seattle and in the Seattle sports world. The most important thing is hockey. Yeah, and the Huskies might have a shot at a national title. Like there's there's a lot of stuff going on in this. We town. don't talk about college football on our show. All right, my bad, dude. Yeah, come my on, bad. man. We got we, we got ratings to worry about. We're looking for downloads, Ted. All right, <laughs> follow us on Twitter, even though we never check it. And we're not verified. Yeah, you know, is our MegaCast page still ver- not verified? I don't. Were we ever? Yeah, we were. Oh, I doubt it. We probably lost the blue check mark. So we, should, we should pay for that one. That would be hilarious. <laughs> and then on our personal accounts, we're like, what kind of douchebag would pay for verification? <laughs> and we just start trolling our own Megacast Twitter page with that meme that shows, ha ha, you paid for Twitter, yeah. which is such a weird, like, flex by people. Like, yeah, you know what? There's actually some perks to paying for Twitter for some people, like longer videos, the ability to edit. Like, I, I don't want to pay for Twitter, but I understand some people will. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not either. Yeah. F Elon. <laughs> He's getting nothing from me. Nothing. Nothing. All right. All right, back to tickling. <laughs>